Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hi there, it's Julia Louis-Dreyfus. You may know me from my podcast called Wiser Than Me, where I talk to older women and get their wisdom from the front lines of life. I was amazed by how many people told me our show made them look forward to getting older, which is why I'm here to talk about season two of the show. Sally Field, Billie Jean King, Beverly Johnson, Ina Garten, Bonnie Ray, just to name a few. All hail old women. Wiser Than Me season two is out now from Lemonada Media. everyone and welcome to here for the right reasons us weekly's bachelor podcast i am your host sarah heron and i'm so excited because it was quite an episode of the bachelor and i have someone who you know she spent she spent her time in the bachelor and justice for her because she won bachelor pad and got a husband and we don't talk about that enough but holly durst julian from season 12 of the bachelor london calling matt grant i believe right and yes. then Bachelor Pad season two, where she met her husband, Blake. They're still together. They have a really cute little girl, Poppy. So yes. cute. Um, how are you? I'm really good. I'm wonderful. How are um, you <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. Thank you for joining me. I have a few like Bachelor Pad questions that I want to get to at the end, oh. just because I feel like it's kind of a subtle flex that you guys are the only Bachelor Pad couple. Yeah, I, I completely forget about that, that there were couples that dated from the show. They're not together anymore, but we are actually the only couple and to couple to come out of Bachelor Pet and get married and yeah. been together for almost 11 years now. Living history, if you ask me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we, moved, we moved away from all of that right yeah. after the show. So like we didn't stay, you know, in the limelight with everybody else. So I was like, let's get out. Let's live a normal life and be done. And guess what? You're still together. So that's probably yeah, why. Yeah. Helped. <laughs> I'm sure. Um, so tell me about your relationship with the franchise now. Did you watch the whole time since you've been on the show? And what have you been thinking of Clayton so far? Um, I didn't watch it before I was on the show. My first season I've ever watched was when I was on it. And I, I'm watching it like it's, I'm not, it's not me. I'm like, wow, this show's really good. Like, <laughs> no wonder I went on, like, no wonder people yeah. like, love this because it was really fun. So I was happy I did it. Um, but it did suck me in. I've watched every season since. Um, and except for, I did, what was, I, there's two seasons I missed and I, okay. I won't name them, but. <laughs> they don't but, need to know, it's um, fine. <laughs> I was actually really excited because I think he's just, I know people weren't happy about the choice of Clayton, but I feel like he's, um, he's, I think he's a great bachelor and I think he's really open with his emotions and talking about it. And I think that you have to have that as a man, you know, in this situation. And so I, I'm enjoying him. Yeah. I think, you know, that's a, that's a hot take. You enjoying yeah. Clayton, poor Clayton. Um, I feel the same way in some ways. I think that he, is definitely open to the process and open to the producers and like letting them navigate it. So I think in one way it works and another way, I feel like he's getting a little bit 
a little screwed maybe because he's not necessarily the best at navigating it and they're not exactly holding his hand the way they do sometimes. But that's just my perception. I don't know. I think that they're loving not holding his hand, letting yeah. all of this train wreck happen. Yes, <laughs> like, I think so too. Oh yeah, this girl's really manipulating you, but uh, we're just going to let it ride. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It feels kind of like he's getting hung out to dry in some of these scenes where he's just, this episode a little bit, not so much, but like, the ones with Shanae and stuff, he's just kind of looking forward, yeah. trying not to cause a problem. This is, first of all, let me tell you, this is a terrible episode for me to recap because Sarah's one of my friends. Okay, I got to get into that. So tell me, uh, how do you know Sarah? I noticed that on Instagram and I obviously didn't plan this. I didn't know that this was going to be- I know, we just a random day for this and I was yeah. like, oh, of course, this is the one I have to talk about. <laughs> yes, well, obviously you can, you know, well, be- we, that's a good disclaimer. And obviously we, Sarah is a real person and we can talk about it in a way that's not, you know, crazy, but how do you know, Sarah? Okay. Sarah, um, I actually, Blake and I got asked to judge a pageant years ago and I was Sarah's judge. So I'm the one that picked her to win the pageant. So she won the whole thing. Wow. And, um, we just always stayed in touch and like, we were just kind of friends because of it. And, I've just watched her grow up and mature and I know she's really young and I'm a lot older than her, but I just have always loved her. She's, she is a really sweet person. And I watching this episode, made, I was just cringing the whole time because yeah. knowing her and knowing who she is, I was like, this isn't her, but I also think she, she's very, um, she knows what she wants to say always before she speaks. And so I think the other girls probably didn't, you know, it, it seems calculated, mm -hmm. but I think when you're growing up in the pageant world, you need to be really well-spoken and okay. I think all the pageant girls are trained in a way to speak that way, you know? So I, I know how she speaks and I was like, that's, this is normal, but to other girls and hello, she's really confident and that sucks for the other girls. <laughs> yeah, I know. I actually feel like I did the Us Weekly YouTube show this morning and I was kind of like on Sarah's side a little bit. So I think it'll be interesting for us to get into it. But was it like a teen pageant that you were hosting? Or she, was, she was Miss Teen South Carolina. Okay. And were you in pageants? No. So I judged the pageant and I was like, oh my God, this is so fun. Like The Bachelor. This is yeah. so fun. Why don't people tell me about these things? I want to get into this. And at the point I was married, you have to be under a certain age. And I was like, and not married. And I was like, oh, dang, I really missed out. And then oh. someone said, there's married women's pageants. And I was like, sign me up. You're just joking around. And yeah. Today I get a phone call from the pageant director and she was like, hi, I run Mrs. South Carolina. Would you like to? And I was like, sure, I'll do it. And I did it on a whim and I so won that. Cool. So Mrs. South I, Carolina. Okay. So Miss person, it makes sense. I didn't know that yeah. was a thing either. Yeah. So I was Mrs. South Carolina, um, the year after Sarah had won. And then I went on Mrs. America. Wow. Congratulations. <laughs> It was in 2016. It's, it's, it's kind of fun though. Gone, but it was fun and I'm glad I did it. I just and feel when, like you got to experience all the things in life. If you get that yeah. And it's probably more fun to do, honestly, when you're like established and you are married and you're not as, you know, because pageants, there's good and bad things probably. But I know at a young age, you read people, maybe sometimes there's some bodies, there's can be insecurities that come out of anything, but you know, pageant world can, can I think mess with you if you're too young and at that age, like you're just doing it for fun. Like your, your life isn't riding on being, you know, Mrs. South Carolina, but it's cool if you are. Yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Um, how, so when Sarah was going on the show, did she talk to you about it? Like, was, were you helping her out or was it just like, good luck or. No, I, I would, I'm the one that got, got her, her. Nice place to get on the show. So I was like, come on, 
fly, fly, do yeah. well, make mama proud. <laughs> and did you know she, did you have a good feeling about how it was going to go for her? Were you nervous? Like what I were you thinking? Was like, she'll win the whole thing. Like just knowing her, she, I just, she is a very confident girl. And I thought she's going to walk in and be like, I got this. And I think she's absolutely beautiful. And so I just assumed she yeah. was just going to do it. And I was like, all right, she's making it to the end. I do, I do my little, um, you know, fantasy team. Yeah. <laughs> Sarah, 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 every week. Of course. I lost some points this week. So. Oh, but you still, you had to stay true to your girl. Um, all right, let's talk about this episode specifically. I mean, it obviously kicks off with Sarah coming back from her conversation with Clayton, which was very emotional. Um, we saw her clearly, I think, was blindsided, in my opinion, by what Clayton told her. That, And he didn't say who said it, but we know it was Mara. And Mara and yeah. Sarah earlier in the season did have that roast moment where it seemed like it was all in good fun, but it didn't seem like there was said to be some underlying tension between the two of them pretty early on. Did you kind of feel that at the roast too? Yeah, well, it's just Mara's older. Mara was the oldest. Sarah's the youngest. Of course, Mara's going to be like, like, she's not ready because even on my season, I was 24 when I went on. I had just turned 24 and the youngest girl was 22. And I thought she was too young for this. Right. And I was only like a year and a half older than this girl. And I'm like, no, she's too young. But maybe Sarah's actions, you know, the, the girl in my season was like waving the rose around and throwing in our faces that she got a rose. So it was very immature, but I didn't see Sarah acting like that. But I'm just assuming that your age is like, oh, you're not ready for this. Yeah. It's, it's kind of a trope in the Bachelor world that it doesn't matter how old like the average contestant is, there will be one that is somehow too young, even if we do the math of like how the difference between ages and life experience, like it's a thing that I think they just grasped onto because they can, um, yes. I feel like. But the maturity level doesn't always equal age. Age doesn't always equal ready for marriage. And this show always has 23-year-olds on it. Oh, and I, wow. yeah. Sarah's 23. I'm almost 40. I'm like, <laughs> and I was like, we get along and we have so much fun together and it doesn't matter our age because, you know, so I'm like them saying she's too young. I was like, that's ridiculous. She yeah. can, she acts, I think she acts older than she is. And the Mara stuff. Um, I mean, it, from, it, from, at least in the beginning of the episode, it really seems to just stem from the jealousy if she got two one-on-one dates. And okay. that is obviously a target on her back. Um, and something she can't control. But um, that's where it felt like Mara was coming from. But she didn't like the way Sarah said that it was a last-ditch effort by a woman who's going home. And Mara kind of goes off a little bit. And I didn't think this made her look very good with the whole you're getting a little sloppy and it's showing. Go back to the cute, quiet confidence versus cockiness. Like, that was some mean girl stuff. That was mean. But I, so I think all the girls got mad at Sarah because of the, Sarah coming back from the date, she's pissed. Right. Like you can, all her ITM, like all her little interviews or whatever, yeah. she's pissed and she comes back and you can tell she's pissed and she's saying all these things to Mara, but all the other girls are hearing it. So of course now all these girls are going to think like she was directing all of that anger toward Mara, but all the girls are feeling every, all that anger from Sarah. So then everything starts to spin out of control and there yeah. it does. It does. And you do see Rachel, who I think has been the clear kind of front runner in Clayton's mind, kind of say, you know, the group was maybe a little uneasy about the way Sarah presented things, which speaks to what you were saying when she got back from that date. But I can only imagine what it's like to go on, you know, get your second one-on-one date and then to quickly realize in your head, oh, maybe the second one-on-one date isn't because Clayton, like, not saying he doesn't like her, but 
is more because I'm now part of this story that's like, oh, I'm the new villain or like they don't like or someone doesn't like me and someone told him about this. And it kind of came off like that date was just so Clayton had a chance to talk to her. But we also didn't see on the one on one second one if they had like a night a day portion. We only saw that one night part. So I assume they cut it out. I don't. Yeah, they probably did. They probably did something that day. Because otherwise, wouldn't it be like Sarah goes, Clayton just is like, Sarah, can I talk to you? It, it, it felt very like calculated mm-hmm. the way it aired because it was like Mara tells him she gets, or he gets, she gets the date, Mara tells him, and then it's, oh, they're just going to show us that conversation. I think we have, they kind of maybe we were missing the connection between Sarah and Clayton, at least in the second one-on-one date. Yeah, I agree. Um, and then I guess just to jump ahead to wrap this part of it up, um, just because it goes together, the therapy date, which is so much to talk about, first of all. The, ther- I, the therapy stuff on The Bachelor, it's interesting to me because one, I think I get it. Like they, the show gets criticized for not having real conversations sometimes, especially on The Bachelor. And it's like, are you guys going to talk about how many kids you want? Religion, like things that matter to create a relationship because it comes off superficial. You did that off camera? Yeah. Yeah, but makes sense. We had a full conversation off camera. Yeah, they and they didn't air any of that. They're like, talk yeah. about your feelings. <laughs> Just say like, I love that. Um, laugh a little whisper Rachel and all Rachel and Clayton do I'm sure they talk about other stuff all they show us do is whisper and kiss all up in each other's face no just the therapy date overall I just felt like it sometimes when they do like the group therapy sessions I actually find it kind of like nice when the girls share with each other like earlier in the season and I think that that may be beneficial but on one like this it felt a little much like oh we're bringing in this like expert and she's you will have to spill all your feelings and you have to cry but Clayton doesn't have to say anything and the whole thing just made me kind of uneasy for all of the girls. I felt like this was maybe an unfair one to put them in, in a vulnerable state weeks into this. I didn't, I didn't like the vibes. No, I think the therapist thing should be all done night one. Yeah, true. <laughs> night one, let's hear everybody how you're feeling because you're so wrapped up in this, like your head, you, you cannot think straight in that house. Like there's no outside activity, you know, there's no, nothing to stimulate your brain except for alcohol and a man. So you are in a weird headspace when you're on that show and I'm to bring in a therapist that late that all these girls are going to obviously cry and be upset. Sarah didn't need to cry. She felt great about, you know, felt great about a relationship. And she clearly is like, yeah, therapy's cool. Let's do this. Yeah. And the other girls are like, no, you know, I, I don't mind talking about my feelings. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I think that's, I just, I, yeah, I get both sides of it. I just feel like it, like you said, it's a weird time to bring this in because they are very wrapped up in it right now. And the last thing they need, I feel like is to be psychoanalyzed when they're in a process that isn't normal. Like, it's not like they're like going through everyday life right now. Like, and they should open up to this woman they just met. Like it just felt a little, and like, why does Clayton never have to open up? I feel like it's I, I feel like he didn't like, say anything. Yeah, he didn't say anything the whole time. And I thought, what a horrible day for him. He has to listen to all these girls cry. Yeah, I know. Exactly. Exactly. Um, the, the therapist woman, I was like, dang, I would tell her everything too. Her voice was so soothing. She knew she had an assignment and she knew it. Uh-huh. She, yeah, she was made for that job. She really was. Um, Gabby talks a little bit about more about her mom, which she was candid about earlier in the season. I think that that's an interesting dynamic and not something you hear about a lot. And obviously, you know, I, I wonder how her mother feels about her talking about this on the show, but she's been very vulnerable about it. So I think that's nice. Um, Genevieve, I feel really bad for because this poor girl had the two-on-one date with Janae where she was accused of being an actress. Now she's on this show and she clearly has some stuff she's got to work through, maybe some anxieties. And she doesn't want to do it on national television. I just don't think she was meant for The Bachelor. <laughs> 
not. Also, you her body language on that two-on-one date, even after she got the rose, she like wouldn't even look at him. He's talking to her and she's like looking off. And I was like, she's not into him. I don't no. know. She had a huge wall up. Yeah, and that, but you know what? At the end, she said, you know, I realized I need to break my walls down. And I think she will because I kind of felt that way when I was on the show, like before dating. And I had just had my heart broken right before I left for The Bachelor, like three weeks. I was in a very long, I was thought I was getting married. Like I was wow. like, I love this guy. We broke up in a very abrupt way. And so I was like, I had to be out of that situation. And I left and... For three weeks, I was just so heartbroken. And then someone came and was like, do you want to go on The Bachelor? And I was like, sure, why not? Like, I was, it was very nonchalant about, yeah. yeah, sure, I'll go on the show, you know? Yeah. But I'm so thankful I did it because I learned who I was and it made me talk about my feelings more. And ever since then, every relationship I've ever been in, I've been so open and honest from the get-go. I'm like, if I love you, I'm going to tell you, I'm not going to wait and play these games and say, I don't, you know, like, oh, do you love me? And I'm like, okay, if you don't want to be with me, don't be with me. All right, bye. Like, yeah, like I have been an open book ever since the show. So I'm hoping she gets that out of that experience as well. Yeah, that's a, I love that like spin because I do feel like she kind of got screwed. She got like no foot at screen time in the beginning. Then she had to go on this two-on-one and then she had to go on this awkward date, but I'm glad she just left. Fine terms. Like you said, hopefully maybe let's be like some self-discovery kind of thing because that was just like an awkward, tense moment in there. And she yeah. was climbing up and oh, it's just so, I don't, not right for the show. But then also I was thinking like, if I were sitting in that chair and she was like, tell me your feelings. I kind of froze up. I was in the bathtub watching it. <laughs> I'm like, and I was like, oh, what? What are Am my I on trial here? This is weird. Like, what are my feelings? And then I was like, could I answer that in the in that exact moment? What are your feelings? I'd be like, about what? Can you can we give me a starter here? Like, yeah. give me something to talk about. But it was, I don't know. It was just, it was, it's an odd, it was such an odd date. I thought it was odd too. And then Rachel was next. She obviously is more her whole narrative now is like. I am all in on you. So now I have to be, you know, insecure, nervous that you're not going to pick me because she's clearly the one who kind of put goes all in at first, her and Susie. Um, but the way she was looking at him during that date was like during that therapy session, I feel like was like a desperate, like, please give me a sign. Like I need, like, I feel like Rachel is, she's head over heels and I'm, I'm worried based on those promos, how this is going to go for her. Oh no. Yeah. Ooh, I, it feels like he loves her. Yeah. Like, I feel like she's the front runner, you know? I think so too. I think he, he definitely likes Susie, which we'll go back to her in, in a second. But I think Rachel, if there's something that he likes, he immediately flips a switch and is worried about her, which I think is how kind of what happens with Sarah, because she does talk about, you know, feeling a little caught off guard by the accusations the girls made. And you don't have to say anything <laughs> you don't want to, but I just think, I think it goes two ways because from what I understand, and I've never been on this show, but I feel like all the girls talk about their relationship with the guy. And that's like a weird bonding thing, right? Yep. Yep. <laughs> so now I think because Mara didn't, my theory is that because Mara didn't like Sarah, Mara started talking about Sarah. And then the other girls changed what had happened with Sarah to now say, you're right. That was manipulative. That was performative. She was get, cause I don't think, I don't, I just don't think that Sarah went to them to tell the intimate quote unquote intimate details. So then they would, sabotage their own relationship that feels very calculated to me like you have to have that planned out from day one yeah, I agree I don't think that she did that on purpose I everybody talks about their date like that's just 
you go back and you talk about it. And it was, and when Sarah left, she said, all of this happened within the last week. Right. So they needed so a new story. They were, they were my best friends and for the, until the last week. So you know that it was the whole Myra thing that switched everybody's opinion. Yeah. And the second one-on-one date. Yeah, I think so too. And I think this therapist, you know, she's working for the producers with that cryptic little who's not genuine, who's being performative line. And I'm I like, know, if you're a real that, therapist, that's just set up. That you're not doing up. that therapist lady. Like that's pretty messed up too. That violates HIPAA. You can't tell yeah. people. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. But then you that's see Clayton. There's Go always got to be, there's always got to be a villain. It's like, true. There always has to be. Yeah. They have to spin it some way. They're always like, Blake was the villain. I'm like, oh yeah. Watching it back. I'm like, you look horrible on the show. And he's like, I didn't mean to. Like they right. needed a villain. Yeah, it's true. In this season, they really have like, I mean, Shanae had a long arc, but we started, it has kind of been like a snake thing and it, it was wasted no time when Shanae was gone for Mara to kind of step in. And then Sarah and I just, I feel like the two of them had some animosity about this age thing. And then it was like a way to make, to kind of craft this. I mean, I don't know, Sarah, I know you do. And I don't even know why I feel so. I swear I'm not just saying this, but I'm talking to because last night I did an Instagram poll and, you know, Sarah lost. I was like, I'm conflicted. What do we think? And everyone voted for the performative side. And I was like, I kind of feel like she got screwed. She definitely did get screwed. Like I just knowing her, I think she got screwed, but I think it was just all downhill right at the end. But also the whole, I the, her not crying and him saying, I don't believe you. I was like, Oh, bad. This yeah. is bad. But maybe like some people, she just, I felt like was like up here. Yeah. Everything. And she's like, why am I having to cry? Like, yeah. I, I think know. also one thing we did learn from this is that I think it showed even more so that Rachel is on his mind and his front runner. Cause he immediately pulls her aside. I know it wasn't you. The therapist was talking I, about. I know it wasn't you. Yeah. That was, mm-hmm. I'm surprised I kept that in. Cause that was like a, I, you know, like I, I know you would never kind of line. And then he, you know, Rachel kind of agrees with the therapist or whatever, and does throw Sarah under the bus a little bit. And then it's, it's over for Sarah in that moment. I think it was Rachel, whether she did it or not on purpose, sealed her fate because Clayton cares about what Rachel thinks. It was weird though, because when she said the, the whole performative thing, I thought Teddy, Oh, and I, I don't know why that I was like, Oh, Teddy's not being honest and real. Okay. And it was weird feeling of that it was her and not Sarah but who knows I wasn't there I mean was the I don't even know if the therapist felt that way about anyone or if she just said it because she had to like that's what made I just felt like the whole thing felt so like oh my god like they do that all the time but for me this one came off a little bit too produced because it was like a vulnerable thing they had them do and then they turned it on them real quick and Clayton doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't know the producers could be like, hey, just say this. And, and then he'd yeah. be like, what? Somebody's acting? Because Clayton, I think more so also is the more naive, a more naive lead yeah. because he wasn't on Michelle's season very long. He clearly like let them have him keep Shanae for as long as he did. Like, I feel like he's, he's really letting them guide it. And I think you've got to find the, a bachelor lead who does the, makes the negotiations maybe. Yeah. a little bit like give me this I'll give you that like I know we're making a show here but I feel like Clayton maybe lost lost control he never had it really I don't think. yeah he didn't he didn't no. um he does accuse Sarah of fake crying um I don't know how those tears that was a tough moment for her I feel like she probably just was didn't know shocked. how to react shocked like what do you mean I remember leaving the night I got kicked off I remember leaving on a two-on-one day I left on two-on-one day Ugh. but I remember leaving and thinking this is a joke like there's, I'm not going home. This is like, I w- yeah. didn't believe it was real. And I was like, no, no, no. Like what? I thought like, 
Ashton Kutcher was going to come out and be like, you're punked, ha ha, go back to the mansion. Right. But I, was, I was in shock because I was like, this isn't, there's no way. I was just, I didn't believe it was happening. So she probably felt like, wait, what? Yeah. This is all coming out of nowhere. Because she yeah. felt so confident in their relationship. Yeah, it's true. And you can't, it's hard to, you know, no one's going to have the perfect reaction to anything, especially when you're being accused of something. But I yeah. did love her exit when she was like, if he doesn't believe me, I don't want him anyway. And I was like, that's a good line. And that's true. Yeah. Nothing against Clayton, but like, obviously he's just, he, she wasn't his priority. He wasn't ready. He didn't want to do it. Maybe it, everyone was, I kept seeing people being like, where was this energy for Shanae? All of a sudden there's one allegation and he's like, you're out versus like, she, this girl had like five, but I think he's, he's, yeah. he's at the point. Maybe he's finally just like, I can't do it anymore. I put like, I, I have to just nip it in the butt. Like I'm sending Kiki. People were dropping like flies this episode. I know. I was very surprised he sent two girls home on that date. I was too, but I, I think it's for the best. Yeah. What did you I say? Know. I said, obviously you couldn't hand out a rose. I was thinking, well, yeah, then it's going to be like, okay, I have to pick one. It, it would have just been awkward at the rose ceremony. Oh, right. And like last, I think Rachel got the last two group date roses and they probably like, you can't give it to Rachel. And he's like, all right, I don't want to give it out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it feels like I, well, if Rachel doesn't win, I'm going to feel so stupid because this whole season, I just keep saying this stuff and I don't know. So I'm just, I don't, I'm, I don't read any spoilers. Mm-hmm. I hate spoilers. I'm like, I like to watch it along with everybody else and, nope. and don't know what's going to happen. I thought Sarah was going to make it to the end. So I was way <laughs> Yeah. So did you talk to her when she got home? Did she hint that it was going to be a rough end for her or anything like that? Didn't talk about it. Oh, have you talked so, to her since last night's episode, Eric? No, I, I really should. <laughs> I think the women tell all tapes tomorrow. So I don't know if she's there, but I assume she oh, is. Yeah. Okay. I'll say good luck. Poor Sarah. Yeah. Just wish her luck. Um, hopefully maybe some of the girls watching it. it, it, it she really did seem like she was close with a lot of them. So oh, hopefully well, yeah. for that episode to air and then the women's tell film right after that this so that's going to be an interesting woman tell all yeah for sarah well maybe it'll get maybe she'll have a chance to at least ask some of the girls who but it's hard because the girls that are still there probably won't really be there because that's not how it works but i don't know maybe like a teddy or something they can shed some light on why they flipped or maybe mara will look back and be like i don't know the women tell all is always disappointing to me because there's so many questions i have and i would be up there i know they tape it for a million hours and they only air part of it but there's things, they always focus on the things I don't want them to focus on. Like, I feel like what it airs. I don't know why. I never get closure. And then I, you move on because there's a million other, you know, bachelors and shows and stuff. But I feel like I never get the closure I need. They should send everybody write their questions and the most questions they get answered. Like Andy so, Cohen on a Housewives reunion. Yeah. Yeah. That's what we need. <laughs> like a vote. Like what to- topics do you want to tackle? Like, I want to know whether Sally ended up back with the ex-fiance. I want to know what the hell happened with Sarah here. And like, I don't want to hear about the shrimp with Shanae. I just don't. <laughs> no, it's the shrimp's over with. Over. Yeah, over. I really, I'm not looking forward to having to the Shanae. Cause also she's like doubling down on social media. So I don't even think she's going to apologize whether she has to or not. I don't know, but I just, I don't think I can handle it. She's nothing special. Like she, she is the most unique person I've ever watched on that show. No self-awareness. <laughs> That's what it is. It's self-awareness is so important in life and especially in the bachelor world. And she, her interviews, it felt very like they weren't cutting them up. So I'm confused by how this could not be real, this one. Like, Shanae felt like this was like a, a, what she is. I think so. That's yeah. scary. It's scary. Because usually you can kind of tell. Back with the boy toy. Yeah. Maybe oh, we like, need to know that, too. <laughs> that we need to know. That we need to know. But I heard rumors that Sally got back with the ex-fiance. And I know she was only on the show for like 30 minutes. But I need to know that. I need closure on That's Sally. Like, also from my hometown. Really? Sally lives here 
or she's from here. Sarah is from, they're both from here. And I think they moved to other places, but it said Greenville, South Carolina on her thing. And I was like, two Greenville girls. And I'm like, where are these people? Can you find Sally for me? I need to know. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So those are the, there was two one-on-one dates also, obviously on this episode. Susie got the um, ever the best date ever, the pretty woman, you know, Cinderella I, type date. I was hoping that would take the pressure off of Sarah after all the girls saw all the stuff that she got. And I was like, oh, good. The anger will turn towards Susie now. But that did not happen. I thought the same thing. And I thought I it was, was very just, interesting. Yeah, I was. I mean, that dress also like, of course, Susie would look good in anything. But that red dress was amazing. Um, I like tons and I was like oh those are cute pair of lubes I need those <laughs> I want them yeah I thought the same thing though I thought well, of course they made her go back to the room with all the bags and I was kind of waiting to see their reaction because it's like are the girls just at their limit with anyone because Gabby kind of a little gave in like I'm jealous but they for whatever reason kept the focus on Sarah at least that's what they showed us but I kind of was like why aren't we mad at Susie now like I don't know like it was an interesting one I agree but the okay the date fine the ending scene where the guy's playing the piano and they're just not doing anything. Their lips are together (laughs) an hour. It feels like, and they're just holding it and not doing anything and not moving. And I thought, this is so weird. Yeah. Do do people kiss like that? Just press their face together and not move. (laughs) I don't think so. Like make out or something or just kiss little. I don't know. Like fade to black. (laughs) Five seconds would have been enough, but yeah. goodness I thought this is the weirdest thing ever I was so concerned for I'm like they have they don't have chemistry if that's their kiss I feel like it's interesting I think Clayton likes Susie I think she's obviously gorgeous I would imagine maybe Susie would be a typical type for him he made it clear in his confessional like Susie was the first one to say love which you know means a lot to him and then I think they're kind of just swept up in the show a little bit like obviously you make these comments like no one's ever done this for me when it's like, all right, we know like Clayton didn't, didn't call this Austrian designer and close the showroom for you girl, but you have to say it. Yeah, I know. Every time they say that, Oh, no one's ever done this for me. I'm like, a producer did it for you. Do you want to, you should date them. <laughs> I know. I know. And it's like, Susan, you got lucky girl. And you got lucky that for whatever reason, people, you know, she must, like, I don't know. No one got mad at you for getting that. Cause that is sometimes another target type thing to get the free shoes and the free clothes. And that, that moment for sure. She would make a good bachelorette if she doesn't win. I think she's, I mean, she's gorgeous and very sweet. And I think she would, she'd do well in that role. I think so too. And I think they're kind of setting her up for that a little bit. Um, mm-hmm. Hannah Brown posted on her Instagram story. She was watching last night and she was like to her boyfriend, she was like, well, Susie looks good in that dress. So I guess I would. Cause like everyone keeps calling them like twins. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. She's true. like Jojo meets Hannah Brown, I think. Oh Yeah. Yeah. I think she'd be good too. And I think they're kind of setting her up for that. It's hard to tell in the commercial. You see a blonde girl. I think it's Rachel like collapsed on the stairs, but you see a few blondes like moments. And I don't know if one of them is Susie. So I don't know how far she goes, but yeah. Well, Clayton's just slanging and banging the girls at the end. <laughs> oh my God, I can't wait to find out what leads him to make that declaration in front of them. Like, I just cannot yeah. believe that that happens. Who says that out loud? Like, I don't know. Like the final two girls on my season, mm-hmm. um, he had gone on a date. It was like the final two dates. He had gone on a date with the one girl and the next day was the next date. And so he, the girls' rooms were um, uh, one above each other in the hotel. Okay. And 
they, they were out on, she was out on her balcony talking about her date the day before and talking about how they had sex everywhere and all this stuff. And the girl, this uh, the other girl who was going on a date that day is listening to her talk about oh all the sex she had with him. And so she's like, the date was so horrible for her. And everyone's like, oh, she's so closed off. And I'm like, no, she's probably so pissed. Oh that my God. She thinks she's going to marry is doing this. So at least uh, he admitted it, I guess, to both I, of the girls. <laughs> that's so interesting though, because now they always make them like stay. The new thing they started doing, I think it started with Peter's girls. They made them like stay in the same room kind of up. for fantasy suites. So it's, it's so messed up. Psychologically, that will really mess with you. So this, I wonder if that was actually like an accident that she overheard it versus like kind of wanting it to set up. I don't know, obviously. Um, from my, the girl yeah, from, from your season. season, was it? Did oh, they want her out there? Accident that she heard that they were keeping them separated. Right. Eek. So yeah, well, it happens. I <laughs> mean, three get get a little. Yeah. A little <laughs> I just yeah. I I would think I assume someone must tell someone something, and then he feels like he's backed in a corner and has to be honest. But even yeah. that, you'd think he would pull them aside separately and be like, "Can I talk to them individually about it?" And like, if I have to be upfront versus at a rose ceremony. It's just, I, again, I think Clayton fell for whatever the producers told him to do. I don't think he, he, he stood up for himself at all is what it feels like. Yeah. Well, it makes me excited to watch. So. Me too. Me too. Great job with editing. <laughs> the promo with his dad, I was like, oh my God, with his dad kind of like going in on him. Like you, you, like you did this to yourself kind of moment. It looked like, I was like, oh boy, like his parents are going to have to hear about all of what he was doing in the fantasy suite too. Like, I feel like everybody falls in love with both of them at the end. It's just hard. You're like, I have two completely different people that I've experienced all this wonderful stuff with. Yeah. And I, I felt that way on bachelor pad. It was like, go back to Michael and my life with Michael or start over with someone I feel like I'm falling in love with over here. And it's like, this felt very comfortable. This felt new and exciting. I was scared to do both. And yeah. I also wanted to do both. And I was like, I wish I could have them both because I like this about him. And I like this about him. And so I felt like I was very torn between the two. And I was like, oh God, this, this is like a, a smidgen of what these, the bachelor or bachelor feels. So yeah, and I, I, it was awful for me. Wow. That's so interesting. I do think that, you know, people come off the show and they do say they fell in love with multiple people. And then they look back and maybe they think like, all right, this was like love, love, this was love, lust, but there is a version of it. And I do think that the, the element of the show, it, it, it sets it up for that on purpose. And so I do believe it when they, when they say that, but they just never used to say it. So like an absolute, and now they say it, which then makes it so messy because whoever doesn't win or the third place, whatever, will always be able to say, why'd you tell me that? Yeah. You know what I mean? Like why? And that's like the argument. So I, it's, I know. I hate when they tell two people they love them. I'm like, no, no. Yeah. That's, and it, it takes away from whoever he's going to propose to. I would be livid. Me too. The day before Blake proposed, he had sex with somebody else and also told them he loved them. And then he's like, hey, actually, I'm just going to be with you now. I'd be like, no, I'm better. Like, I'm better than this. I, yeah. I need more than this. I can't have that. So if you're setting yourself up for wanting success after the show, you got to, as the lead in any situation, do everything you can to only have sex with one person. Try to keep the, I love you versus the falling in love with you. Like keep it straight because other than that, like I know you can get over it and I guess couples have, but usually like it's, it's, it's not easy. Although two of the successful bachelor couples are the ones that did the switcheroo. You're Jason Mesnick and you're Ari. So 
maybe after you just have to get past that rough patch. I don't know. I agree. I, I don't know. There, somehow this show works sometimes. I know. <laughs> oh, it's no. so crazy. What about um Serene? Do you, she's just like so pretty and seems so normal uh, and nice and smart. Absolutely. She would make a great bachelorette too. So yeah, yeah I feel like she's got such a good head on her shoulders and she's gorgeous. Yeah, I think um, so too. I, I like that he goes out of his way to, to do nice things. Like even talking about the whole fireflies, like to bring it back up. It's like, he cares about her and not right. just like, all right, let's see what else we have or what we can do together. You know, he, he thought about her. I'm hoping that was him. That was like, let, let me do this. You know, yeah. so I just thought that was sweet. And I think they're a good match too. Yeah. I thought it was sweet too. I think that this final four makes sense for Clayton. I think they're all, you know, you know no, Gabby doesn't make sense to me. Oh, Gabby. I forgot about Gabby. Let's talk about Gabby. I don't understand it. People I, love her on the internet. I, I don't get her either. <laughs> I don't, I know the whole time I kept every rose ceremony. I was like, Oh, Gabby's going home. Oh, Gabby's going home. Gabby's going home. And then I was like, wait. And then I watched the date with her and I was like, oh, okay. But the funny thing is, so I feel like Gabby's like me where I, I am more of like a jokester than I want to talk about my feelings. Mm-hmm. She has opened up about her feelings and I do now, but before everything was a joke. I can't be serious. Like I could never be serious. And so even on my season, the first rose ceremony, I like, he's like Holly and I got walked down and I high five him, you know, like, <laughs> and I was like, what's wrong with me? Like I always right. like the jokester or the funny one. And so I feel like he kept talking about how funny Gabby is and how funny. And I was like, okay, so maybe Gabby is like me, but now she, we're seeing a more emotional side to her like later on. But but I couldn't figure it out for the longest time. I'm like, what, what, what? And then yeah. the, the more I watch, I'm like, oh, okay, I get it. Um, I'm starting to get on the Gabby train, but for the yeah. longest time, I'm like, what's happening? She gets a lot of like the interview, like narration edits. Like she's the kind of guiding the show, um, yeah. which is usually does make it where people like you because like you're being funny and they, they only really show you in that light, which is usually a positive one. And I like her fine. I'm sure she's a perfectly fine girl. I just, people are very on the Gabby bachelorette train. I think I'm more on the Susie bachelorette train. Yeah, I agree. I feel like I like, yeah, I like Susie. Who do I, who Rachel, it's like Rachel, then Susie, then Serene, then Gabby. To me. That's how I feel too. I, I think the hometowns will be interesting. They always are. There's usually one, you know, dad who's just like, why make me do this girl? <laughs> like, we were, this is not going to go well, which I get it. I don't think my parents would take it well either. Um, but I think it should, I'm really going to just be focused on what, how Rachel's family does because yeah. that's what he's thinking about. I think I would be, I was, I didn't want to make it to the final four of my season. Cause I was like, I don't want America to see my family. We are not emotional people at all. Yeah. They would probably like, make it look like they're, they hate you or something. Jokes. <laughs> like yeah. would be funny. And I would be like, they would be like, my dad would never be like, let's go have a conversation. Right. I, like my dad would be like, tell me your best joke. Let's go grab a beer, you know? Right. So, and not taking it too seriously. Like you're not marrying my daughter, please. So I, was like, I can't go to home. I can't make it to hometowns. I can't make it to hometowns. So, and I think I was, I mentally blocked that myself. Cause I was like, we aren't serious. Like we are not a serious family, but yeah. yeah it's, I mean, it's tough and the families have to get on display. Yeah, I agree. Um, my two other straight observations were, why does Clayton always wear zip ups with blazers? This man never wears a shirt under his blazer. It used to be sweatshirts and now it's zip ups and I don't get it. I didn't even notice that. Really? I know he's dressed. I know it's not, he's not picking. I know he, there's a stylist, but I just feel like they dress him very weird. 
he's a, I feel like he's a huge guy. He is, I think. Yeah. So I feel like if you were like, oh, these these things fit you. Yeah. <laughs> this is it. We're gonna zip you up in it. Maybe, or maybe they're hoping for the like, proposal day he'll have like a real shirt on. So it'll be like such a change. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is it like a quarter zip and then a blazer? This week it was. This week it was. Before it was hoodies. Now it's quarter zips. And I'm like, this is not a good look. I thought hoodies and blazers were popular like like when I was in college, I feel like that was cool. Yeah, it's it's a weird. I don't know what they're. I maybe you're right. Maybe it's just all that all that he's a do, big dude and they weren't ready or something. But I just feel like they're making him look. They're it's not the, the clothes are not it for Clayton. I have not even focused. I haven't even looked at his clothes. I, I said, look, look, look back. I'm all like, where did this girl get this? I like this. <laughs> yeah, though the girl. I mean, all the girls are like gorgeous and have great clothes. Like uh, shocker, like they all the dresses. I feel like these episodes were like next level. I'm thankful I worked for a clothing designer when I went on the show. I was like, oh, dip, 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 and I was out. But I only yeah. had I had two days to pack. But they called me and said, "You're on the show. We're coming to pick you up." It was like the day before. I got oh my like, god, to pack the day before because people spend a lot of money if they don't have like a connection, which is that's tough. I would, yeah. I, nowadays, I would have spent a fortune. Yeah. But. But you also have more money to spend nowadays. Right. Like I'm an adult actually, instead of I just turned 24. Yeah. Also, Rachel's hair, don't know if you noticed this, had a lot of volume at the rose ceremony and it was totally flat during her ITM. So I was like, these were taken in completely different times. Okay. There's a little fun fact. They just put, they tell you to put the clothes on that you wore. And then the next day they're like, Hey, can you, they would always wake me up and say, Hey, Holly, can you put your rose ceremony dress on from night one? And I'm like, well, oh, like weeks later. Like, yeah. Like just like, or like they randomly will pick a night that they needed. So they're already editing. Mm. And then they were like, Oh, we really need you to talk about this. So then they'll make you put that back on. I'm like, well, I don't look anything like I did that night or right. like completely different or, you know, and they're like, it doesn't matter. No one notices. But the moment I noticed also, I was like, Oh wow. That's the next day or something when she had like her dress with her hair straight in the interview. And I was like, yeah I was like they should have had her curl her hair yeah they should have wow that's actually interesting and then also the fact that Jesse Palmer had to come out for his one this is the final rose when there was only two to begin with what are your thoughts on the on Jesse Palmer overall I mean I I think he's a perfectly fine host but fine I remember I met him when I was out in LA um and randomly and he walked he's very handsome in person I was like oh and then I was like oh my god I know who you are (laughs) Yeah. Not that I had watched the show before, but I just knew who he was. So, um, but I think they don't need a host. Yeah. I don't think the show needs a host. Like, I just think that it speaks for itself. We know what's happening. We don't need an announcement about the roses. It also feels like for The Bachelorette, it felt like very real, in my opinion, of like Caitlin and Tisha, like giving Michelle and Katie advice. And like when Katie's like locking herself in the bathroom and like they need someone to get her out, like that makes sense to me. But yeah. Jesse Palmer giving Clayton advice just makes me laugh because he was a bachelor so long ago. And like, he's not relating to this. He didn't end up with the girl he was with. He doesn't thought about being the bachelor in years. Again, very polished, great host, great looking dude. But I just, it, there's a little bit of a disconnect for there for me that it does feel like we just, okay, announcement go off. Final row is like a little alert, like on like two out to handle when they break the rules. Like we don't need like a, I don't know. It felt silly. His role this week, I was like, okay, what are we doing here, Jesse Palmer? I know. Is yeah, I forgot. I honestly forgot there was a host. I was like, yeah. oh, they haven't they don't have a host this season. <laughs> I, that went through my mind as the show aired. And I was like, oh wait, nope, there he is. There, there he is. is. There he is. Um, 
Okay. Well, to wrap up, just like a few questions overall, how, like, what have you been up to in your post bachelor life? I know you have, like I said, a really cute little girl, you, you and Blake are still married. Like how's life? No, we, the show we're this June, we have been together 11 years. Wow. So wild and married for 10 years. Does it feel like another lifetime ago? No, no? it's like yesterday. So I'm like, where did all this time go? Like, I don't know. Um, I, yeah, our daughter's two and she's the best thing that ever happened to us. I mean, besides the show, obviously, Obviously. Um, but I always think I'm like, wow, if I didn't go on that show, I wouldn't have her. And I'm so grateful that just my life path led the way it did because I just love her so much. Um, Blake's still a dentist here in South Carolina. Um, I, it's funny. I, uh, spray tanned the winner of my show on my season. Okay. So forever ago, it was 2008, maybe when uh-huh. my season, the bachelor aired. And so I, I had a, the first one on one day ever in the house. And then and the other girl, Shane, right. So she had the second one on one date. So the whole house was away on a group date and her and I were just in the house together. And she's like, Oh, I feel so pale. And I was like, Oh, I brought my spray tan machine. And like, I spray tanned her and everyone thought that was just hilarious. Like, why is this girl have a spray tan machine? Right. But I, I spray tan people for a living. Like that's my job. I travel yeah. around and I spray tan pageant girls. And, um, so it's funny that I'm still 15 years later doing, there the, you same, go. doing the same thing. So I love that. Um, yeah. So that's- and obviously you guys were in the bachelor pad era, but we yeah. then segued into the bachelor in paradise era as a viewer. What do you prefer? And do you think that, you know, we should bring back bachelor pad or what do you think of the different, the, the switch there? I wish they would bring back bachelor pad, but I think it's ruined. I think bachelor pad three kind of blew up all the secrets and everything. And the moment that I think Erica Rose got brought into the voting room. Yeah. And like, look, I'm not, I'm not voting for you or something, you know? So I was like, if that's allowed, then that's just going to happen over and over again. If they mm. read it, they would have to say, you can't go in. Yeah. You know? So I don't know. Um, it was a, an incredible show and I'm so thankful for it. I do think that Bachelor in Paradise kind of spun off because I don't think they were expecting someone to get engaged. Definitely not. I don't think. <laughs> it was like, you want, you go to win money and it's a game show. And then Blake and I get engaged and they're like, wait a second, we don't have to give these people $250,000. We can just throw them in together and someone will get married. <laughs> like, totally. Just bring Neil Lane back. He wants, he wants yeah. more, but more screen time. <laughs> I got yeah. my Lane ring still. Yeah. Um, so I think Blake and I getting engaged, they were probably like, wait a second, we can have a different show. And so I think after Bachelor Pad 3, they're like, let's change this up a little bit. Which Bachelor Pad, Bachelor in Paradise sounds great, except for the whole sweating, no air crabs and air conditioning problem. I don't think that shows for me. Yeah, I think that's interesting too, because I know like the competition aspect was very fun to watch, but then I think it was also Erica who came out and like kind of said that maybe she like some of it was she didn't feel comfortable doing it and like the competitions. Yeah. Some of, so, I mean some of the things were mean. Yeah. Like, it was like who's who are you least attracted to in the house? And that's not fun to hear that, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, yeah, it sucks to you. if I would have that was the egg throwing competition. Right. So it was like not only who's the least attractive and now I'm going to pelt you with an egg. Like that's <laughs> It's not only physically uh, painful, it's emotionally painful. So terrible. We learned a lot in the last decade as people and consumers, I think. 
Yes, I know. So I'm like, the games would be different FaceTime, you know, yeah. but it is, I got to experience really cool things. And my final competition was, uh, we all got to fly to Vegas and be in a Cirque du Soleil show. Right. So I, like, I got to do that. And that's so incredible. Like I just, I've been just coming from Vegas last night. I was like, I got to be in this, like this yeah. is awesome that I got to experience. It was terrifying. Right. Um, but if they ever did bring back Bachelor Pat, Blake and I have to go on. Oh, yeah, you guys should host. Yeah, I know. Like, we're the only married couple to come out of this. Yes, yes. you think it's a game, but it's also your life and you could fall in love. Yes, I, the tagline writes itself. I thought, I mean, I loved when they did the Bachelor Winter Games thing. I thought that was so fun. And I that know they were, they pre-pandemic, which wow, feels like another life, they were talking about doing it for the um, Summer Olympics that ended up ending happening like just last year. Um, they were like, I heard that they were trying to make it happen, but then the pandemic moved to the Olympics. And then I think they just kind of piled on the, it was easier to do the bachelorette seasons and like those pod kind of things that they did for Katie and, um, for Michelle and do it in one location. So I think they're just kind of done with that. But I thought the Olympic tie was, was a way to kind of merge your paradise and your bachelor pad in a way and keep it kind of fun and light with competitions. And I I liked it. I think. (laughs) <laughs> I think that they should do something with all the people that have made it like, and the families. Yeah. Like, like I don't know. There's some cute kids running around. Real, Real housewives is the bachelor. <laughs> oh, I love that. They, oh my God. Andy Cohen, get on that. Like steal the, <laughs> steal the talent away from ABC. I think that would be quite interesting as well, because also some of the like couples, especially if they got together on like a spinoff show, there'd be like, um, not that these people are holding a candle for anyone on the old seasons they were on, but there would be natural connections there because maybe they did compete on the same original season and stuff like that. Like, you know what I mean? Like there's a natural way for them to know each other too. I'm just, you know, we're just manifesting. I should be on bachelor seniors. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I wonder if they're actually going to do that. I feel like they keep promoting it, but nothing ever happens. Well, did you see they posted that a historical event is coming? Yeah, I did what's that? I don't know. Well, Mike Fleiss tweeted again last night and was like, it's the fact that the season's unspoiled. And it's like, I thought Peter's season was the first unspoiled one because it was still happening in real time. So I think that was the historic moment. He retweet quoted himself, his own tweet. So I think, I think he's just a troll. (laughs) Thank you for the show, Mike Fleiss, but you just get off Twitter. Thank you for my life, Mike Fleiss. (laughs) Yeah, literally. All life is due to this show. Yeah. Um, and then my other last question for you was you were on the London calling situation. They never did that again. Do you think they should do foreign bachelor leads or film them in other places? Or what do you think of that? Why was that the only time they did it? I don't know. Well, they said he was like the first international bachelor, but wasn't Jesse Palmer from Canada? So <laughs> technically it's not <laughs> true. Um, I heard a rumor that they switched last minute. It wasn't supposed to be Matt Grant. For okay. Like- guy but they randomly met him liked him fixed his teeth and flew him to america and was like let's do this yeah they it was supposed to be i heard it was supposed to be someone else and then so this is how i got cast last Mm -hmm. minute i got cast a week before not even a week before moving into the house so i um, it was supposed to be someone else this is what i heard that was it supposed to be do you remember someone said it was going to be um kelly slater okay the surf, the surfer guy. Maybe. I don't remember. I I thought that's what I heard. Who knows? I'm probably just making stuff up and people are going to hear this and be like, well, we've got inside scoop, but there's really nothing. Who knows? Uh, So anyway, so at the last minute they switched bachelors to him and they needed classier girls. Oh, because he's from London. Yeah. So they needed 
so when they met me, I was walking down the street and a producer or a casting person ran up to me and was like, Hey, and I was like, Hey, <laughs> what's up? And she was like, you're perfect. And I was like, for what? You yeah. know, and she, I had blonde hair, blue eyes. And I was like bouncing down the street. <laughs> she was like, we are looking for like the all American girl. And I was like, okay. And she's like, tell me about yourself. And I was like, I've been a cheerleader for 16 years. Oh. <laughs> I was homecoming queen in high school. She was like, oh my God, call this number right now. And so I called and they did a phone interview with me right there. And they're like, can you meet tomorrow uh, for an on-camera interview? And I was like, sure. And I went in, they did on-camera interview. They made me cry. I, <laughs> they were like, done. She cried, put her on. Amazing. And and a week later, I was moved into the house. I feel like that's the old school version of the sliding into the bat, the Instagram DMs, where now they like recruit people from Instagram and because they do the auditions and stuff too, but like then they like get people just based off Instagram, like yeah. looking for the. Yeah, that's uh, uh, what's the other show? America's Got Talent or American Idol stuff. They recruit people off TikTok now. So, oh, they do? Well, I have a friend going on American Idol. So <laughs> you've got a lot of connects with the with the reality TV. You know, it keeps you keeps you in. I like it. Yeah, I know. Well, <laughs> yeah, it does keep it exciting. Holly, thank you so much. This was so fun. I'm sorry that it was a Sarah, a Sarah episode, but I think we did a good job trying to have people look at the other side. You know, the show presented, yeah. presented one thing. Editing is the worst. It can yes. make anything look bad. I wonder, do you think Sarah will, will go to, go to Mexico? <gasps> she should. She definitely should. Hopefully oh. she can get some justice. They get justice in Mexico a lot. Yeah. 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 She's sweet. She's got a great body. She'll do really well in paradise if she goes. I think so too. Well, hopefully she goes and then you can come back and we can maybe talk about something fun with Sarah <laughs> instead of this manipulative. I'll drama. do another episode with you when she leaves paradise. <laughs> yes. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, thank you so much and have an awesome rest of your day. And it was so fun to talk to you. I'm good to talk to you too. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Here for the Right Reasons, Us Weekly's Bachelor podcast. Don't forget to like, subscribe, share, tell your friends about this podcast, and come back every week for more Bachelor breakdowns. One, two, three, four. Those are numbers, but you already knew that. If you want to know what number you're going to pay each month for your car, use Kelly Blue Book My Wallet on AutoTrader. They're really good at numbers. AutoTrader.